0: Hey everyone, you're listening to the Ask Daryl Podcast, season two, episode number six, the future of church bulletins and announcements. The Ask Daryl Podcast is your weekly podcast where I, your host, Daryl Girardier, break down your questions about church communications. This podcast is part of the Church Communications Network. Check us out at churchcommunications.com. Today's question comes from Nolan Hall, and this is actually a Nolan wrote a really good lengthy question here on the Facebook group. I'm not going to read the entire question because it's it's pretty long, but it's a great question. And basically, he's saying, hey, I've got a church that's about 600 people. 600 people come on a weekly basis. We've got some that have been there for 30 years, but we've also got new people coming. So how do I effectively communicate to those people? Is it time for me to get rid of the bulletin? We're also doing video announcements. How do I effectively communicate to our audience? So I want to take this opportunity because I think the question poses it to ask the question, what is the future of bulletins? Should you use bulletins? How do you do announcements, and how do you do them effectively to get that message out to your audience? Because that's what Nolan Nolan's asking: is how do I how do I communicate to my people? I got people that are new, and I got people that've been in for thirty years. Well, let me first say about the bulletin. Let's tackle that part of it first. I. I hear a lot of people say this, and actually I had a discussion about this at the, the church communi- at that church conference in Atlanta a few weeks ago, is print is dead and you should probably just get rid of the bulletin. That's what I heard. And to be honest with you, I think that's a pretty accurate statement. Print is dead to a certain degree, and getting rid of the bulletin makes a lot of sense. But you got to think of those repercussions of what happens if you get rid of it. As Nolan says, he's got people who have been there for 30 years at this church, and I've got people who have been at my church for 30, 40 years. I mean, they've been there for a long time. And if I was to get rid of the bulletin tomorrow, boy, would we have a truckload of issues? Because there are a lot of people who rely on that as their calendar throughout the week. Who it is, They post it on their refrigerator and it is their calendar. It's what they do. So I couldn't just get rid of it tomorrow. I probably would have to slowly, incrementally kind of peel it back uh, over probably, I would say maybe a six month to a year period. I couldn't just do it overnight because otherwise I'd have a riot on my hands. But it does. It it does. It, it has over time started to lose its effectiveness for us. If, if if I'm honest, and I think for most churches they would tell you that as well, because honestly, it's just become a place where majority of people we park things. Um, we have a ministry, a little small ministry that that only reaches a small number of people. We need a place to put their announcement. Where you do, you just stick it in the bulletin. Um, you know everything from I think somebody the other day posted in the group that they post uh, birthdays. Um, you have deaths, births all that kind of stuff, uh, deacons, ushers who are on call, whatever it is in your church, elders, whatever. There's a whole lot of attendance, giving, all that information's on there. And if we're really honest with ourselves, that's just information that is just fluff that we put on there that really doesn't serve a purpose. It did at one point, but it really doesn't anymore. So we probably can get rid of the bulletin itself, especially also because honestly, for the other part of it is, is that because we put so many messages on there, there's so many calls to actions on the bulletin that really those calls to actions have led to basically nobody taking action because there's too many of them on there. So for the most part, I am not a fan of bulletins. I think they are going to go away specifically as you have more mobile devices being and getting people's hands every single day. So honestly, bulletin is probably something you could look at phasing out. Now, keep in mind, If you decide to phase things out, you're going to have two issues. Issue one is there's going to be people who live and die by that bulletin. So all of a sudden you've got to give them a clear pathway to get the information that they need or that they've always looked for. So you've got to figure out how you communicate to those people. Is it a place where you put a digital bulletin on the website? Do you create like a a website that's kind of like a digital bulletin uh, like you would see from Church on the Move? I think there's like is like cotm.info, I want to say. Um, I think that you can use Nucleus is a product that you can use to kind of create that. Um, you can, There's other people out there who can show you how to do that. Maybe you have to create a digital bulletin to make that more work. The advantage of that a digital bulletin is, guess what? When you have that communication card or that greeting card that you have, you want people to fill out their they're a first-time visitor, they can do it right inside the, the web page, which would be great right on their mobile device. So you've got to figure out how you're going to now communicate to those people um, digitally and how do you still give them the same information that they've always looked for. The second issue is, is how do you give ministries a place to put all the information they've always had? Now, maybe they don't need it. Maybe that's part of the conversation you have to have, which is... Guess what? We know you've always promoted your ministry, but we're going to decide that you know what you're going to find other ways to promote that. Now that means you're going to have to provide them other channels. You have to going to work with them to come up with some creative solutions. Because if you don't, guess what? They'll start putting flyers in the bathroom, on cars, etc. I know this firsthand because I've seen it happen. So you're going to have to figure out a way to how you how do you help them solve their communication problem? You just can't leave them high and dry, and that's hard to do. It's a hard conversation to have. It's part of being a leader. But, if you get rid of the bulletin tomorrow, you still got to figure out a way to help these ministries get their word out now, one way to do this, one way to kind of help alleviate some of this, and nolan even mentions this in his question is is that he he does video announcements and I think video announcements is one way to kind of help alleviate some of that pressure. The upside of on on a video announcement is is that. Uh, One, you can place it everywhere. You can put it on your website. You can put it on Facebook. You can play in worship. You can do all those things with it. That's great. The downside is is that you could end up being a place where you park a lot of messages. You can do three or four messages all of a sudden in a single video, which then if you do that, you have multiple calls to action, and you know, multiple calls to action lead to no action happening whatsoever. So you want to be careful if you go that route. I think I like, again, I like video announcements, um, but I think you want to be very careful how you approach them because, again, if you're if it's just a person talking head up there, just spitting stuff out, it could easily just wash over people, much like the bulletin currently does. I think the other thing you have to look at, um, I think video analysis is one solution, but I think the other other thing you have to look at is is that you're moving into an era, or we are as a, as a church, and I mean, as universally as the church is, that where the church is no longer the epic center of people's lives, their social lives for that matter. It used to be a time when church, when the church doors were open, people just showed up. And if it was Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, people were at the church. That's no longer the case. People don't treat the church as the center of their lives. They have a full life of lots of other things, and they try to fit church in as they go along. Uh, I say that because what that helps you kind of understand their mentality when they look at your announcements. They're trying to figure out, how do I fit whatever you're asking me into my current life versus probably what was done beforehand which is when they got the bulletin say 30-40 years ago, they were trying to fit the rest of their life around this bulletin around this these these uh, ritual events they used to do which is Sunday morning, Sunday night Wednesday night, whatever it is uh, at, at your church so how do you do that? How do you help people figure out how they're going to do that? How they are going to live in this new world where guess what? Church isn't the isn't main epic, epic center of your life I think one of the ways to kind of help combat that, which I think, I think we're all dealing with is maybe look at another channel developing is communicating through your small groups. If you use small groups effectively, if small groups is a thing on your church that's growing. And I find a lot of churches I talk to small groups for them is growing. Even if worship is flatlined or like declining, small groups continue to grow because the small groups provide community. And I, I think if you looked at communicating through your small group leaders and through small groups, maybe providing them one single thing you want them to know each week that's going on at the church, the chance of the call to action growing and them, you know, acting on it grows. And one of the reasons why I believe that happens is is that when you ask a group to do something and a few people start to commit, the whole group starts to commit. Because all of a sudden they don't feel like they're committing alone. In other words, if you ask them to say, like, you have a service Saturday where everybody's going to serve, or you're asking them to serve for that matter, and the small group leader says, Hey, I think I'm going to serve. Who else wants to come with me? And all of a sudden, if another couple says, Yeah, we want to go. And then somebody else says, I want to go. Before you know it, you got four or five people. And it's kind of like if you're not going, you kind of feel like the odd man left out. So you don't want to miss out. So you end up saying, Yeah, I'll go. So what happens right there in that moment is you create a little bit of that FOMO, that fear of missing out, and you Therefore, kind of create this kind of momentum of acting on that call to action. So you may want to look at communicating through your small groups. You don't want to inundate them with a thousand messages, but maybe once a month you figure out this is the one thing I want small group leaders to communicate to their groups. Um, that that you know will apply to the entire group. So that may be one way of kind of working around that as you kind of go into small niche communities inside of your church and try to communicate through there versus doing a wide blast from stage being a live announcement, a video announcement, or the bulletin. So that may be one aspect that you want to look through and kind of do, specifically as people come less and less to actually the physical church building and they start doing small groups. Inside their homes. So that's how I would tackle this issue of the church bulletin video announcement the future announcements. I see more and more announcements are gonna have to be pared down. You're gonna have to communicate less and pick channels by which are more tailored to the people that you're trying to communicate to. So small groups being an example. Of course, you can also do stuff like Uh, create its own like a digital version of the bulletin those things which I think are really great as well but you're going to want to experiment a lot and find that right kind of mixture that works for you there won't be a perfect formula. I think that works for every church I think about 30 40 years ago you probably could say that was the case but today it's you're going to be playing with all those levers kind of moving them until you get that right perfect formula that all of a sudden you start feeling the connection and guess what people start connecting with your announcement your content and before you know it you've got people engaged doing what you're asking them to do. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you love this podcast, please go on iTunes, give us a rating. Also subscribe on iTunes as well. If you're on an Android device we're on Stitcher Radio and on the Google Play Store as well. And also you can check us out at churchcommunications.com. We would really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a great week and I'll talk to you